0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made For This. Go to hellofresh.com slash this 65 and use code madeforthis65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Hey, this is episode two of a amazing three-part series that we're doing with Dr. Allison Cook. So make sure you go back and listen to episode one. We're really glad you're here. Here's Jenny and Dr. Allison Cook.
0: I promised y'all last week that I would let Allison lead me on some counseling. We did not pre-prepare for this. So I have no idea where it's going, which makes me very, very uncomfortable, Allison. I am, yeah, I'm already like my palms are sweating. Counseling's hard for me. I've actually done a lot of it in my life. And yet every time I do it, I don't, and I don't know why. I know you're going to ask me why. Why is it hard? I don't know.
2: What is the part? Is there a part of you that feels a little bit anxious about it?
0: Can you notice where you feel that in your body or where you feel that in your mind or what the message is? Yeah. And I should say, I, this isn't unique to the fact that we're recording this for a few hundred thousand people. I think the part of me is maybe scared what I'll find, or maybe I won't know the right answer that you're going to ask me the question. And it feels, you know, I, I, I look back at specifically joining this cohort that I've been in and I think I felt for a long time in that that I didn't know how to do it right. Like I didn't know what you were looking for from me or what Kurt was looking for from me. And so I I think I felt like I would maybe do it wrong. So there's a part of you, Jenny, what
2: I'm hearing is there's a part of you that really wants to get things right. Is that fair to say? Yes. And fair. what does that mean to you? What does that, when you notice that, what does it mean for you to get something
0: right? Well, okay. I, I kind of, I'm going to imagine where you're going to take this and I'll I'll give you a, I don't know, see, I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) But when my mind goes is to my childhood, because I imagine we'll somehow work our way there. I definitely think I grew up in a home where there was a right and there was a wrong. When I could get it right, there was peace. And I thought if everybody could get it right in our house, then there would be peace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you come by that naturally. There's a part of you that's just like, I got to get right. That immediately goes into What's the right answer? What's the right thing to do so there can be peace? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's the fear? You've kind of said it, but that part of you, if you go back, what's the fear if you weren't to get it right?
0: Um, That there wouldn't be peace, that there would be chaos and that I would have caused it. And Jenny, when you notice that
2: part of you, if it's okay, is there a memory where that actually happened, where you saw that or where that? Came from? Do you have a memory attached to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing that the the earliest thing I can remember that that I've thought about a lot in life is I was in first grade. It was the first time I remember getting in trouble at school, and we all across the wall were these little Smurfs. I don't know if anybody even remember Smurfs. I think they came back out with a movie recently, and they had buttons, which they don't have buttons, but these Smurfs had little magnetic buttons, and you would lose one, and you would get timeout or or something. And if you lost all three, I think you got sent down to the principal's office. It was very serious. I never lost a button ever. I remember losing one button because I was talking during class and I vividly remember first grade. I mean, I can't believe I can remember this so well. Everybody going out to recess and me and one other kid staying in and me not knowing, like I I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Like I, I remember I put my head on my desk and I just cried because I thought, I mean, I just can't believe, like, I was that worried about getting in trouble. It was just so visceral that I didn't want to feel that way again, and I didn't want to mess up again.
2: Yeah. What does that stir up inside of you right now?
0: I I feel sad for her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel sad that she felt like she had to do everything perfectly. And how dumb, because that was so minor, and I should have known that or had more perspective about. Yeah.
2: So I hear another part creeping in that's kind of beating up your little, how how old was she? She was first grade. So six. So little six-year-old Jenny got something wrong. And that is, that was terrifying to her. She got in trouble, but I hear another part of you coming in and going, she should have known better, right? She should have known better. How did she, she should have known better than to react the way that she reacted? Why couldn't she have just, and I just want to honor, right? Both the part of you that tried so hard to get things right. The part of you that was terrified when you didn't. And I want to ask that part of you, that's kind of, it sounds to me like kind of beating up a little bit for the big reaction Mm -hmm. to give us a little space. Mm -hmm. And can we show any compassion for that sad sad part of you, can you sense compassion for her that she really didn't want to get in trouble? Yeah. it was a big deal to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel a lot of compassion for her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So as you show compassion toward her, Jenny, is there anything else that little one inside of you would want you to
0: know about that experience? I think she felt alone. I probably... Didn't even tell my parents. Looking back, I would have been ashamed to tell them. I think she probably, like that part of me feels very, just very stressed that I had to keep a lot together. I was the oldest in my family. And so I didn't see people make mistakes. You know, I was the one to make the mistakes first, you know. And so I didn't know it would be okay to to mess up.
2: Yeah. So you, yeah, you came by that naturally to be pretty hard on yourself. Yeah. If you stepped outside the line just even a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think it just, and I think I think I felt really alone in managing that. As you
2: kind of notice that feeling aloneness, what would you want that younger you, that little girl, to know, based on what you know now? If you could sort of imagine this loving, it might be you, maybe it's someone else, maybe it's someone who's a really safe person for you, but if you could almost imagine someone coming alongside her in that very moment on the
0: playground. I would want, I would want my teacher, instead of shaming me in that moment, I would want her to be like, it's okay. Like, you're okay. You can get in trouble. You never get in trouble. Like I would want her to like laugh about it and be like, "Look, you got in trouble. Like, good job. (laughs) Like, way to step outside of the box." Like, I would, I would want her to let me like mess up and even delight in it. Like, just this is, this is life. This happens instead of building this fear that really grew in me of continuing to fear getting it wrong. Yes. Yeah.
2: Can you tell that little
0: girl that right now? Can you just take a moment? Can oh, she this sense is horrible, that? Oh y'all? Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say to her, I mean, I, I just think of my own kids. I think of, um, especially the ones that have a similar bit, just I just love you, and you're good. like you get to mess up in life, and you get to get it wrong, and yeah, I'm gonna be here, and I'm not going anywhere. You can mess up again and again and again, and I'm never going to go anywhere. And I'll love you the exact same. We're going to have fun in life and we're going to mess up and it's, and we're going to fall moving forward and we're not going to just freeze and be afraid of mistakes. We're going to, we're going to run and we're going to have fun. And I hope you mess up again this week (laughs) and tell me about it.
2: I love it. Is there anything else she wants from you in that moment?
0: Right now, I do feel really sad for her. I know everybody, I mean, I'm just going to say what I think people are thinking right now, which yeah. is I was getting abused at that age, or I was, you know, how could like your smirk button make you cry this hard? <laughs> and I don't know the answer to that. Cause I, I mean, certainly I have worse memories in my mind, right? Like there's more traumatic memories that I could pull from. But man, like something like that really. I don't know. Marked me or shaped me.
2: This is a core wound. This is a core message that you picked up. What's so beautiful about what you just did there to reconnect to that pain right from that memory. And it may seem insignificant, but it wasn't insignificant because listen to what you picked up there. I can't get it wrong. And if I get it wrong, it's, it's shameful. And so if you bring that into your adult life, right, right now we're pausing there and listen to the beautiful thing you said, it's okay to make a mistake and listen to how that knowledge changed the way you parented your own children Mm -hmm. and changes the way you are going to now show up with your friends instead of being like, okay, how do I show up and get it right? Mm. You can remind, right. That's that getting curious. Wait a minute. There's that energy of I can't get it wrong. Right. Wait a minute, Jenny. Is it Okay. Maybe I'll say something and maybe it won't be the right thing. But what if that's okay? What Mm. if my friends will still love me? And all of a sudden you move from that loneliness, that place of trying so hard to be, get it right to, it's okay to, to try a couple things right Mm. in this with, in the safety of your adult relationships. But if you never did that work, if you never went back, kind of put your finger on that old bruise. Right, that's what we're doing. We're kind of putting your finger on that old bruise and going, "Oh my gosh, I didn't ever want to feel that panic." So I just worked so hard to always get it right, but that left me really lonely. That's a lot of stress for one woman to carry, Mm. and you take that all the way into adulthood. I imagine you have story after story of trying to get it right, you know, and missing out on opportunities of what you just described of someone coming in and saying, "We want all of you." Not just the you that's getting it right.
0: Yeah. And I think even in work, like I think that's where I worked a lot this summer of just there was the pressure of work and the work that God's called me to, but then there was the pressure on top of the pressure to do it perfectly. And I think a lot of us are are feeling that way right now. I know I'm not probably alone in that, but I know that has carried, that has stayed with me. Isn't that amazing that it just <laughs> sticks with you all your life? But will it, will it heal? Like, is this? Yes.
2: What? Yeah. We learn these things. And it's also not coincidental that was first grade. Like often these memories are really young. They're they're when our brains are forming. So your brain kind of formed around because you didn't have that teacher come alongside, right? Because you were alone in that pain Your little six-year-old brain does the thing it knows to do, which is, okay, we could just never mess up again, you know? Um, That's what we do. That is the way our brains were designed. So how do we heal? Well, you have a corrective experience, right? Where you tell this story, where you connect around people who say, oh, my gosh, I get it. Me too. I had a memory like that. That was so painful for me too. Now I feel like I know you more. That was beautiful. That part of you is beautiful, you know? And then you have more intimacy, you have more authenticity, you begin to relax inside your own body. I can get it wrong. You start to pull people toward you who will reinforce that message, who won't reinforce the perfectionism, right? But who will love you, who you know, and those become your safe people who say, Jenny, it's okay, we can get it wrong. We can try some things, right? You learn what you need from other people. And so then you can kind of surround yourself with more safety and then you start to heal. You come out a little bit more. So good.
1: Oh, you guys, I squealed when I got my most recent HelloFresh box because their recipes for fall are amazing. And we know you guys will have fun cooking with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit go to hellofresh.com slash made for the 65 and use code made for 65 for 65% off plus free shipping fall is here and it is time to cozy up and save some money by cooking at home hellofresh offers 50 weekly recipes that have different flavors and cuisines and ingredients so you never get bored and you can try something new every week They have more extras than ever before, so you can add on different sides or change out the veggie. You can swap proteins, you can add desserts. HelloFresh is truly customizable and makes the busy fall calendar easy. HelloFresh works with your ever-changing schedule, so listen, if you just can't cook for a week or two and you wanna pause and then redo it, that's what I do sometimes, or sometimes I change it to, I'm gonna do two this week and then I'm gonna do four next week because I have some friends coming over. HelloFresh makes it easy to swap out your meals, update your preferences, or change your delivery day, all right within their app. Recently, I was texting some friends and I was like, hey, send me your favorite family recipes. Like, I'm kind of in a rut. And they, I'm not kidding you, texted back and they were like, well, uh, HelloFresh. And I was like, guys, you know I'm the HelloFresh queen and you're right. But legitimately this time, I got this amazing, it's one of their premium picks, like seasonal premium picks. And it has steak with a scallion sauce on top with this roasted delicata squash and ricotta. Like I put it on the plate. James and I sat down with the boys to eat and I could not stop talking about it. I was like, this is the best dinner I have made in weeks. Go to hellofresh.com slash made for the 65 and use code made for the 65 for 65% off plus free shipping.
2: What I love about that little snapshot you've given us, this beautiful, is we've learned about you, these different parts of you. And again, there's no, our inner critics come in, right? Just like you just said and says, oh, I shouldn't, but it's like, okay, wanted to do right. Devastated when I didn't. And then also a little annoyed that no one came in and said, hey, it's okay to make a mistake. Those are just three parts of you and they're all beautiful. But when they're not unpacked, when we haven't teased them out, like you said, they just kind of live in our, so in our nervous systems, willy nilly, you know, yeah. we don't know how to make sense of them, but now all of a sudden you can kind of map. That's why I like, sometimes you can map out these parts of you, you know, and look, okay. Does that jive with who I am as an adult? Would my friends say, yeah, Jenny, I see those different sides of you. There's I this part would. you, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> we so just named three. Telling yeah. story. And you, this all yeah. came up because you, I was uncomfortable. My palms were sweating when we started. Yeah. Is, yeah. And
2: so then when you're kind of annoyed at a staff meeting, because someone isn't coming in to look at, you know, all of a sudden there's a name for it. Oh, that's that part of me that wants people to look out for other people who are hurting. Mm. I don't need to feel shame about that. That's a part of me. So we begin to heal. And we, this is what I believe. We begin to become more of the person God wants you to be instead of feeling shame. Oh, you know, I shouldn't get angry. I shouldn't feel that way. I should just fix it myself. Well, no. Actually, in some cases, maybe somebody should have come in. We don't have to hold that against them for the rest of their lives. But actually there was something to that feeling that would have been really cool.
0: I think the church world likes, and I do too sometimes, likes it better when it's simpler, when it's sin or obedience, you know, And, and you can really put it in these two categories. What would you say to that person that's like, oh, this is really messy and this is this is not fitting in my categories?
2: It is messy. And I get this question a ton. So it's almost like this. It's like my therapist tells me these are wounds. I need to heal. Church tells me I'm a sinner. I need to, you know, which is it? And the truth is, I think where we're wounded, where we have some of these memories, where we have some of these is where we're the most tender. And it's also where we can be the most tempted to act out, to miss the mark, right? So if you're not in touch with the fact that you know, I have this part of me that can get really angry, let's say, I'm. you know, we can kind of move away, you know, but I, if I'm not in touch with that part of me, I can act out of it in ways that aren't healthy and and harbor bitterness in my soul. But once I realize it and get curious about it and bring it, you know, out into the light before God, I can steward it. I can lead it. So yes, it is a little more work. We have to pay attention to ourselves And I think a lot about, as Christians, we're like God and others. And it's like, there is that self part of Jesus's commandment. We do have to learn to honor this relationship with ourselves, both our wounds and areas where we might miss the mark. And often those are intimately linked because if we haven't dealt with our wounds, that's where we're going to go numb in ways we shouldn't numb. That's where we're going to go lash out or pursue workaholism or the things that we shouldn't do.
0: Our wounds are really critical to our health. I'm imagining everybody listening right now, if they're still with us, there is something in them that goes, gosh, if that's just one moment for Jenny, I probably have a thousand moments like that. And that can feel overwhelming when you start to think, do I have to heal all these parts? And are, and am I just so unthinkably broken? And what, what do I do? What would you say to them? You know, no, first
2: of all, you're nobody. <laughs> We're not unthinkably broken. We have, I would say some go-to hearts that we really can get to know. And again, I say, we look back, not to stare. We look back to move forward. So I'm not someone who thinks we need to go uncover, but we do need to uncover the rocks that are holding us back. We do. And we kind of know what they are. If you've got big T trauma, abuse, people were actively going after you, you need to do this work with a trained professional. Um, if you've got little things, you know, little resentments, little, little things that just keep coming up, you can do this work in it. In one of these confessional communities, it's beautiful, but just beginning to notice. And again, not to stay there, But to show yourself, I I like to think about it as turning the fruit of the spirit inwardly, taking kindness, patience, gentleness toward these parts of ourselves. Hmm. And I get really, I've got like three or four that a lot of times, again, they map up onto my Enneagram type. You know, it's like there's three or four that I go, oh, there's that part of me again. I need to be gentle. I need to be patient. I need to be kind. I need to be with that part of me. And then I move into my life. You know, it's not it's not never ending, right? But we this is the process of
0: becoming more whole and becoming more self led in that spirit led way. Okay, so two takeaways. One, I want you to speak to the person who's listening that has big T trauma. What would you suggest they do as far as finding a therapist or finding help? I know so many people have been talking about doing that for a long time, and then they don't for some reason. And there's lots of barriers to it. Finance is what have you? What would you encourage them to do? And then secondly, what I want to do is for you to give even some small takeaways for people to do with maybe the small group they already have to go a little deeper into this.
2: Yeah. So if you've got big T on the way you know that is, first of all, if you, you know, you'll know, but also if you, if it feels like as we're talking, if you're like, this is too much, I cannot open this door. Listen to that. That's your, that's your self body telling you something. So go get a therapist. There are lots of ways to do it. I've got a ton of resources listed on my website. Um, there's a lot of online options that are affordable. There's a lot of Christian options online that are affordable. You can go to the AACC, American Association of Christian Council's website. We'll, I'll give you all of those links. We'll have them um, in the notes, guys. Yeah. Don't do that alone. If you, You'll know. You'll feel it. You'll, that just feels way too scary to me. I have not looked under those rocks. Go get someone to do it with you. Now, if you're in a small group, a couple of things I would say is try to do one night where you say, we're not going to fix each other's problems. We're going to set a timer and each person gets 15 minutes to share. And then all we're going to do is say, here's what I heard. I heard lonely. I heard angry. Mm-hmm. And instead of fixing and instead of the Bible verses, we're going to be <laughs> Christ to, sorry. So <laughs> we're good. Gonna, we're nope. going to be, we're going to be Christ to each other. Because how do we know the love of Christ if not through each other? So we're going to be that. I heard this. This is what I heard you say. You know, and I I love this. Sometimes you do that for a minute and then you do five minutes of, here's where I feel that. I felt that too. You're not alone. And we just bear witness to each other. And there's so much healing in that. So just try it one night. (laughs) Just try it. Try to inhibit the fixing, you know spiritual you know all the all the faith platitudes just for a second and just be with each other repeat back to each other what you heard each other say
0: if you're just joining us in the season to hear my dirt and you missed all the uh, the stuff leading up to this i do not want you to miss it in fact you need to go back to last week's episodes and listen to our conversation last week And then also just this whole season, this is what we're talking about. This is going to hopefully catapult you into health. We are believing that there are ways for these parts of us to heal. And it's not that we're gonna get fixed, but we can think about it differently and we can walk in more wholeness and healing.